0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 11 of season 2 of Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. I'm Michael Paul Smith.
1: I am Ted O'Gorman.
0: And we're going to start this episode with a sketch that takes place in any town USA.
1: Nope, it takes place in your apartment. Well, it's... it's In we, New York City, it's where well, you live.
0: Well, uh, the time, the, it, it, could, it could sort of be a... Uh, a nebulous time frame
1: no I mean it's a very modern kind of sca- have you listened to what we Would re- you call recorded? It present day yeah I call it present day well we're
0: playing versions of ourselves enjoy
2: no I mean it's fine yeah hes still got eight other toes bottom line if you don't want toes cut off don't play cleaver toss can you dodge it's not a complicated game but it has its risks if Jeremy was still alive he could tell you that Oh, hey, can I call you back? I'm just at my front door. Yeah. Okay, bye.
0: Woo! You can ask for rain, but that doesn't mean the flowers are getting watered. Pay up, you sons of bitches. Papa needs to see some green.
2: What the hell is going on? Ted, what the hell is happening? Why are you holding a mop? Hi, Jillian.
1: Um, I have to clean up a spill. Oh. Yeah, someone um, spilled their vomit in the bedroom.
2: Ted, what happened to my apartment?
1: That's a really good question. Uh, Mike installed a fish track, and these Korean guys showed up to bet on the fish races, and oh boy, then Mike slapped me in the face and told me I was on mop duty, so here we are.
2: What is a fish track?
1: Oh, it's a race track for fish.
2: Okay, I guess that's on me. should have guessed that one, but who would want to watch fish race?
1: These Koreans really love it. And Mike is doing well. He's up 17 million won. That's the South Korean currency. Mike is up like 1,500 bucks. That guy over there in the corner with the glass eye smoking a pipe is Tran. He's taking bets. You see, the way it works is we push the fish to the starting line here. Then we fill the far side with fish food. And we use this barrier here to make it so that the only way they can get the food is to swim forward. Would you like a racing sheet? Let's get you a, uh... No, I'm...
2: Ted, do you speak Korean?
1: Yeah, I must have picked it up. You know, Queens is the most diverse borough. Anyway, check out these names. They're adorable.
2: All right. uh, Pup Parade. Otterly Ridiculous. Pete's Treats. Okay, yeah, these names are pretty cute, actually.
0: Hey, Schmoopy, I'm up 1,500 bones once we exchange back.
2: Yeah, I know. Ted told me. How long till the next race?
0: Just a minute. Are you in? (sighs)
2: Fuck. Yeah, let me get 1,000 won on Alfie Pants for the win.
0: Ooh, he's 10 to 1 against. Could be a nice windfall for
1: you. Ted, did you get all that? Sure did. You guys are golden. Huh. Oh my god. Guys, what do we say? You were to leave your firearms in the cubbyhole by the door. When you leave, give me your ticket and you get your gun back. Jesus. And don't give me that, I didn't see the sign. It's written in Korean and English, so I don't want to hear any of that bullshit. Tran, I'm fucking looking at you, man. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Come on. Come on. Oh. Oh. Come There go. Yeah! Alfie pants by a nose. All
2: right. Someone get me a smoke. We're going again.
1: Clean up that goddamn spill and patch that bullet hole in the ceiling. Sure thing, bud.
0: And now we present Lieutenant Columbo taking an improv class.
2: Okay, uh, let's get Julianne. And, sir, what what was your first name again?
3: Oh, I don't have one, miss. Uh, You can just call me Lieutenant.
2: Okay, uh, Lieutenant, can you please put out your cigar before we proceed? Oh,
3: um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't realize. I... Obviously, I didn't see an ashtray here, but I figured you're not serving food. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, That is right. that is my mistake. I yeah, will dispose just... of, I will put this out. Let me just find a napkin or handkerchief in my pocket okay, here. Yeah,
2: maybe not something that could be, be lit on fire. But okay, thank you. Um, So just uh, focusing. Uh-huh. So you and Julianne are going to do a two-person scene.
3: Hi, Julianne. I'm and- Lieutenant Columbo.
2: And I'm gonna keep changing the style that you do it in. So for starters, let's just get a conflict. These two people are arguing over something. What's it gonna be? Let's let's hear some, some of those suggestions. Uh, What's the name of the cat? D- where to go to dinner? It. Okay, cat. Who right. should do the dishes? Okay, uh-huh. Perfect. Okay. You two are arguing over where to go to dinner. And go. Uh honey, I'm feeling like Chinese for dinner tonight. Doesn't that sound good?
3: Well, I'm just you know, you know we just got here. Maybe we discuss this after the class. You know you know, at least for the next hour, it's whatever the kid wants to do, this teacher. She seems nice, but she's a kid to me. So are all yous, by the way. You're all kids to me. So maybe after we go to have some Chinese. Okay,
2: okay um, I'm, I'm just going to interrupt here for one minute. Um, Lieutenant, the scene, it, it's it has started. So.
3: Oh, oh. That's my mistake. Well, nobody told me. Well, maybe they did. I don't hear too good these days. My wife is always nagging me to clean my ears with these with these drops, but I can't sit still for that long. OK,
2: yeah. OK, um, let's just try again. And when Julianne speaks, the scene has begun. Uh, so Julianne, take your first line again. Honey, I'm feeling like Chinese for dinner.
3: No, no, thank you. What do you mean? Well, I don't mean to be difficult, but I had Chinese leftovers this morning before I came to work. My wife, sometimes she likes to sleep in.
2: Okay, Jeez. Lieutenant. Lieutenant, you, you you can't do that.
3: Well, I know it's not the best thing for you, you understand. I, I, I make a good omelet, actually, believe it or not. Uh, I overslept a little myself today.
2: No, no, no. I, I mean, you can't just shut down a scene like that. You have to take her suggestion and say yes, and...
3: I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I can't do
2: that. Why not? Well...
3: This is what bothered me. Because every day before class, Julianne thumbs her way through a well-creased copy of New to Gluten-Free. Now, as everyone knows, Chinese food is based around a lot of noodle dishes. But let's just say she forgoes a noodle dish and goes with, say, a beef and broccoli over rice, for instance. And I'm just for instance in here for my own edification. Sounds safe, maybe, right? But what's another gluten-containing ingredient that is included in many Chinese dishes? Julianne? Soy
4: sauce?
3: That's right. Most Chinese restaurants, believe it or not, don't use soy sauce derived from non-gluten-containing ingredients, do
2: they? Okay, but this is a scene... Now,
3: how do you know that the Chinese restaurant we might go to can guarantee no risk of cross-contamination between your gluten-free meal and any other meals with... Gluten-containing ingredients. It would have to be a dedicated, gluten-free Chinese restaurant. I don't know too many of those. Do you miss? Uh,
2: what if the book wasn't hers? Yeah, what if it wasn't?
3: Well, forgive my frankness, and I I don't know. My wife says I'm insane, but I notice these things. I'd say you lost a good 10 to 20 pounds since these classes started just a few weeks ago. And pardon me for noticing, but you look wonderful. Thank Uh, you. I, I only saw you coming in with a sandwich once. You were really enjoying it, finishing the last bites as you walked into class. You didn't participate much that week, did you, dear? You were nowhere to be found, even when we played your favorite game. The, uh, the what do you call it, when one person plays the other person's thoughts and everyone's... It's called
2: thought dubbing.
3: The thought dubs, yeah. That's right. Do you remember why? It was because you spent the entire class in the ladies' room the very next week. You came into class with that book!
2: That doesn't prove anything, Lieutenant.
3: You're correct, you know. I hate when people make assumptions. I should be on my way. Perhaps my improvisational skills need some improvement. Just one more thing before I leave. This something that's been bothering me. What's that? Drives me nuts when people read over my shoulder. Does that bother anyone else? Well, as much as it bothers me, I find myself doing it sometimes. I guess that makes me a hypocrite, I don't know. But as much as I try not to, My eye sometimes wanders onto someone else's book. Well, last class, I saw something handwritten on the first page of Julianne's book. Julianne, would you mind getting the book for us, dear? And can I see the note I was referring to?
2: It says, to my sweet Julianne, celiac disease is just another obstacle life has thrown your way. Chin up, sweet girl. I hope this book helps navigate these new waters. Love. Mom.
3: It's okay. You don't have to cry. You don't have to cry. But now we all know why you'd never have picked a Chinese restaurant. I think I've made my point, and I'll be on my way. Thank you very much, everyone. Enjoy your improv.
2: What the fuck was that? I thought if I was living in a world of pretend I could eat gluten. I know, Julianne, you can. Yes, yes, and you can. Yes, we can do this. Can we have. Charles, can you please come up here and go to a goddamn Chinese restaurant with Julianne? Look at the poor thing.
0: This has been Lieutenant Columbo taking an improv class. And now we present Three Minutes at a Jazz-themed Haunted House.
1: Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. You better strap on your boots nice and tight, because you're about to be scared out of them. Come and walk through the haunted house of jazz. Marvel is the legendary musician Scare and Confuse You. Five dollars. Yes, only five dollars for a -a once-in-a-lifetime
2: scare. You guys want to do this? I have to check it out for my 20th century American culture class. This can bump me up a full letter grade.
1: I don't know, man. I'm pretty drunk, and this seems pretty lame.
2: We'll be in and out. The whole thing will only take like a few minutes. Hell, I'll pay for the tickets.
1: You had me at you'll pay for the tickets. Let's go.
2: Hi, can we have three tickets, please?
1: Thank you, a cat. And be wary of the ghosts and ghouls that inhabit these walls. Follow the yellow line on the floor and don't swing from the path.
2: Thanks for doing this with me, guys. I really think this will be cool.
1: It's gonna be lame. Let's just go in.
0: Movie starts in 15. Let's make it quick.
3: Jesus! Oh, my God!
2: Son of a bitch!
1: Was that zombie Ella Fitzgerald? This place is too weird. Jesus Christ, is that Benny Goodman in a dog crate with a knife through his heart? That's not a knife. That's a clarinet! This is fucked up!
2: Is that a musician dressed as a werewolf eating another musician?
1: That's
0: Charlie Parker. Not sure who his victim is. Could be almost anyone, quite frankly. He was
1: something else.
2: It's true because he's still wearing his sunglasses. Props, Bird. Props.
1: Guys, hold up. Is this a paintball Tommy gun? It had to be. Oh Jesus!
0: It's Rod Stewart trying to sing the Great American Songbook. Shoot him! Shoot him! That's what the that's what the thing is for. Just, Wonderful I'm trying. It's not working.
1: It's
2: got no trigger. Oh my God! This really is that. a horror movie. God, the and gun finally, doesn't work. I'm mean, really ah, on
0: brand.
1: Just throw the gun and let's keep moving. Hey, we're coming up on Billy Holiday.
2: I'm not Billy Holiday. I'm Billy Horriday. I've got cirrhosis of the liver. Hope you enjoyed the walk through the haunted house of jails.
1: Let's get uh skedaddling. See what I did there. I hope you're happy.
2: I am, actually.
0: Are you tired of being talked down to by men in the workplace? Do the fellas at the office make you feel like an outsider? Are you all too familiar with this scenario?
1: Hey, Krista, me and the fellas are hoping you could settle a bet for us.
2: Um, sure. What's up?
1: We're just wondering. If the carpet matches the curtains, <laughs> the fucking carpet is your pubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I get it. I, I get it. That's, oh, classic.
2: That's hilarious. <laughs> High It's really funny.
1: Yeah. Big dog
3: at it again. Woof woof.
0: Stop annoying and harassing conversations like this before they start with bloodied severed penis. Just like it sounds, bloodied severed penis is an anatomically correct silicone penis designed to look like you recently cut it off an offensive man. Our patented technology allows for up to two ounces of cinema quality fake blood to be stored in the shaft of the penis. When the penis is dropped casually on the floor or slammed emphatically on a table, the fake blood will begin to leak out, adding to the illusion that you cut off a man's penis only moments ago. They come in all shapes, sizes, and yes, angles. So next time this
1: happens... Hey, Krista, me and the fellas were hoping you could settle a bet for us.
2: What? What's the bet you entitled son of a bitch? Is it about my tits?
1: Jesus Christ, Krista. What the fuck is that on your desk?
2: Oh, that? That's just a bloodied, severed penis that I just took off the last guy who pissed me off of this patriarchy. When I get home, I'll nail it to the wall alongside the rest. Newsflash! Mama's running out of wall space!
1: Krista, I am so sorry.
4: Please don't cut off my penis and then add it
2: to your wall of dicks.
1: I was being a jerk to impress the other guys you wouldn't even want my dick on your wall it's so insignificant
2: i'm glad we have an understanding now go to the bathroom and clean yourself up your pants are covered in piss
1: yes chris uh, yeah, yes ma'am thank you
0: stop dicking around and order your bloodied severed penis available only at bloodied severed penis.com. available only in florida
4: There. have you had it up to here, being the last to know about cool goings on in the world? Do you feel like life is passing you by one centimeter at a time? Well, don't worry about it, bud. Because Hogwarts is coming in Canada, eh? Here's some testimonials if you don't believe me. Sorry if that sounded harsh there. <laughs> Sorry about that. At Hogwarts Canada, I found out that my Patronus was a very apologetic member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Sorry, that's the Mounties for those of you not familiar with their official title. Sorry again, eh?
0: I enrolled in Hogwarts, and now I know Alanis Morissette. Those two things are unrelated, but it's still pretty cool. Now I'm no college professor, but I'd say that's ironic. Eh? My favorite thing about Hogwarts, they still have z Durex machines in the men's rooms. (sighs) L'amour.
4: If you find the campus of Hogwarts, Canada hard to navigate, We'll provide you with your very own Marauder's Map. But, you probably won't need one. After all, the dormitories are only 20 or so meters from the classrooms, depending on the shift in staircases and all that, eh? The room of requirement's only 27 centimeters from the real janitor's closet for P's ass! I mean, heck, you could barely get through a half a liter of bull's head from door to door, eh? <laughs> <Hey>? <laughs> I was
0: Chesterfield hopping with friends all around the Six All I had in the world could fit inside a small serviette. Then one of those friends got me a winter job as a security guard at Hogwarts Canada because I'm known to be good in a kerfuffle. Apparently the Dementors are real snowbirds, but me? You give me a toque and a steady paycheck and I'll give her. I like to think I'm pretty skookum that way. So much so that they gave me the job year-round. And free accommodations.
4: (laughs) That's jokes. Here at Hogwarts Canada, we understand that the magical realm makes some people uncomfortable. But we believe in using our powers for good. We've even got a spell that sent Celine Dion to Las Vegas. She's your problem, no, America. (laughs) I went to Hogwarts. And I got sorted. And I got sorted. And I got sorted. Get Get sorted. sorted For life. life. Keener is always welcome, right? (laughs)
0: So that was episode 11, you guys. It was really episode 23, if you start from the beginning, total. Wow. If you're binging, thanks for doing
1: so. We have a lot of spare time on our hands to write things. We are not productive individuals in real society. No.
0: I'd like to dedicate this episode to Ted's tools. Hey, fellas. Thanks for setting up every piece of Swedish furniture that Jillian and I have ever ordered. Ted
1: helped, but you were the star. Tools aren't much, but they will do in a pinch.
0: That's what she said. Not cool, G. Yeah, we're trying to have a nice moment here. You know, today is the anniversary of the first sketch that Ted and I ever... Oh, shut up! Yes, ma'am. Stay tuned for outtakes and for our fancy outro. And we have a new episode coming out next week, which just happens to be
1: our season finale. Uh, Mike and I are going to launch ourselves into space. If if you count the internet as space, then yeah. Well, I'm not excited about the finale anymore, but you guys tune in, see what Mike has cooked up.
0: Well, I'll be there. And if you're going to mimic someone's energy, people, mimic mine.
1: See you then it is Alfie Pants by a nose
2: all right oh <laughs> what
0: I feel like we. I should have reacted with you guys oh guy holds up oh wait <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <laughs> like now we have Ted
2: reading the stage direction Ted reading stage direction
0: let's Mike give us one clean like you're trying to draw a crowd and then let's do the whole thing and just and have more fun with it talk yeah. over each other and okay. whatever happens happens
1: just play jazz with it That's right.
2: Hope you're going (laughs) hauntingly. I love how you did the jazz hands, even though it's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's
4: true. I should probably video something. That's how I feel it. Like.
2: Do that
0: one more time. (laughs)
2: Oh, wait, actually, I do want to get a picture with that zombie Thelonious Monk before we leave. Man, he's really swinging. Make sure you
0: put a tip in his... Uh, guys, 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 hold up, hold up. His pocket there and his his. Yeah, no, no, jacket. no,
2: totally. Dicks, shut up. Ted, you are number one.
1: Thanks. I think you're number one. <laughs> I was going to say, You're number sense. one in my book, too, Jeeps.
2: Hey. We've been rolling on all that, so... Oh, good. All right.
1: Hey, Krista, me and the fells were hoping you could settle a bet for us.
2: Little Sam Elliott. Little Sam Elliott, yeah. (laughs) I I
1: thought I was going for...
2: uh... Sam, I thought you were one of the nice ones.
1: (laughs) Stop dicking around
0: and order your Bloodied Severed Penis available only at penis.com. We should buy that domain.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones was written by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman with some room for improvisation because this is a comedy podcast, you guys. We're not tied to the page. The podcast was produced by me, Jillian Pensavale, and edited by me and Michael Paul-Smith. You can subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and to be honest, you don't want to be on Ted's bad side. Follow the guys on Twitter at Ted and Michael, individually at MPSmithNYC and at Ted O'Gorman, and use the hashtag Ted and Michael on all the things. For love notes and hate mail, use TedAndMichael at gmail.com. Visit TedMichael.com for episodes and full credits, including voiceover actors and music tracks. Thanks again for listening. Stay weird, friends.